Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season two, episode 71, the Cubs Diamondback Disaster. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W on Facebook, or email us, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Now, Crowley, usually I'd be polite and ask you how you are. I'll just cut to the chase. I know you're not doing well. And most of Chicago is not doing well because this was about as bad of a Chicago sports weekend as I can remember. It was pretty awful. I mean, I I remember when we were on the last podcast, everything looked right. But I just felt like I I hate when they Cubs play in Arizona. I just hate, hate, hate it. I don't know what it is about that stadium. It just to me is like a personal house of horrors. and, And that's exactly what unfolded. That's exactly what unfolded. And, uh, Friday night, Justin Steele, that was kind of the stopper. The Cubs hadn't been playing fantastic, but uh, Justin Steele looking to cement his place in Cubs lore and possibly a Cy Young, and it just did not go his way game one Friday night. Now, we we talked about the pitching matchups in the series. The Cubs were going to miss Arizona's two best starters. They were going to throw out their – the Cubs were going to throw out their three best starters. And then we get the big news before the game – Marcus Stroman comes off available, the IL. right? Available, Marcus. Unbelievable. Stroman. So it's Justin Steele versus Brandon Fott, a potential Cy Young Award winner versus a guy with a one and eight record and an ERA near six. Right? Easy, easy game. You and I both had this. Yep. Firmly in the Cubs column. Fly the w, fly the W at six o'clock on Friday. I was already ready to you know let it be said, right. let it be done. <laughs> it just didn't turn out that way, man. In the yeah. bottom of the first. Uh, Kettle Marte led off with a single. He advanced on a bunt by Corbin Carroll and then made it to third on a Tommy Pham ground out. But then, you know, you got two outs runner at third. He throws, uh, Steele throws a four-pitch walk, and then Lourdes Gurriel, who had himself one hell of a series, hits a home run. 
And and that was just, just like that. Right. Just <laughs> like that. Say, just you like know, that. The Cubs are down three to nothing in the first. Right. And so you, this is your guy. This is your guy. And, and the offense was struggling. You could say, okay, well, at least you got Justin Steele going and he'll keep you in it. But now you're down three nothing. He settles down, right? And, yep. and okay, well, if Steele could hold him, the offense could chip away and come back. But the offense did nothing against Spot. He pitched 5.1 innings. He gave him four hits, one walk with six strikeouts. The Cubs didn't have an extra base hit, nor did they have a runner even reach scoring position in the 5.1 innings that he was on the mound. To make matters worse, in the top of the six, Steele walked Christian Walker to lead off the inning, struck out the next two batters he faced, and then with two outs, Gabriel Moreno single, and then Alec Thomas homered, the second two-out, three-run homer of the game against Steele. He went six innings. He gave up seven hits, six runs, two walks, and five Ks. I'm hoping, Dustin, this doesn't end his Cy Young hopes, but uh, obviously it's not going to help it. Uh, I think he might have left it out there. Obviously, we'll see what happens as we preview the upcoming series against the Pirates. Um, but that took a big uh, a big chunk out of him. If you still like his chances, you may want to invest a little bit of your uh, Fly the W money uh, on him to win the Cy Young because I bet his odds went back against him. The other thing was, how of you went out there, right? How of he goes and pays a visit? And the very next pitch, not like during the very next batter, the very next pitch, boom, goes the dynamite. So you just wonder what was said. Steele admitted that he just left he left it hanging, right? And he said, you know, good hitters do do what they're supposed to do when a pitcher makes a mistake like I made. Right. I mean, you know, and, and Tommy's mound visits kind of jokingly on, on Twitter, you know, those they're legendary. Usually good things happen and not that right. case. Yeah, they're growing uh, in legend, right? Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman came in out of the bullpen and made his first relief appearance since his rookie season in 2014. He pitched two innings, gave up one hit, one walk, and three Ks. Look good. Look good. good. I wondered if he got another tattoo since he had been on the I.L. Maybe, but the Cubs did not have a hit against the next three bullpen arms that followed Fott. It wasn't until the ninth inning when Kevin Nelson came in that the Cubs finally got on the board. Ian Happ led the inning off with a homer. Cody Bellinger singled. Swanson struck out and then Saya homered to make it 6-3. Arizona then had to go to their closer, Paul Seawald. And, 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 you know, that's a game you're up 6 nothing. You're not anticipating to have your closer in. Chris Morrell greets him with a homer. Now the Cubs are down 6-4. But Jan Gomes would line out and Magical would pop out. The game was over. If you saw just the score, you would think, eh, close game. Right. But it, no. re- it really wasn't. No, it, it, was really like, it was really like they lost 6 to nothing. It really right. felt like a six to nothing loss. How, how about the teammate though? So Ian Happ, let's go back to the Ian Happ home run for a second. Hits the home run. He quickly runs over to Saya in the uh, dugout, and the interpreter's running right there with him. And he explained what was going on with the pitcher, what he saw coming out of the pitcher's hand, and then boom, it worked. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't, you know, you, I don't know if you caught that or not, but that was really it, cool. It, it definitely was something interesting, and and obviously he was, you know. Whatever he said work. And so, you know, just wish that they would have caught something earlier on some of the other guys. They only, the offense only scored four runs on seven hits, but all their runs and half their hits came in the ninth. So like I said, it was just kind of garbage time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't feel like a 6 4 nail biter. Oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. It felt like an absolute ass kicking from start to finish. All right, so we get to game number two. It's Saturday night. We're still out in the desert, and we got Kyle Hendricks against uh, old cubby Zach Davies. 
Right. You know, and, and sometimes, Dustin, when you see a team that does put on some runs in the ninth, you think, okay, carryover, you know, maybe, right? Maybe, um, here right. We go. A little carryover. Yep. We've got I thought this. the same thing. That makes sense. Yep. I you thought know. that too. Yep. Not only that, David Ross shook up the lineup and had Ian Happ leading off, which where has that been all season? I mean, I think that was, you know, to me, the right move, just especially, you know, when you think about how much he walks and yep. how much he has not slugged, why wouldn't you kind of put him there? And uh, I wasn't that happy, though, about Christopher Morrell batting third. Um, the other thing I wasn't happy about, you know, we, we talked about this in the last episode, how Pete Crow Armstrong, you know, he was the number one web gem um, for Sunday Night Baseball, that catch in Colorado. Another very big outfield in there. And I thought, you know, he would get maybe at least one start, but no, nope, not going to happen. And with no score in the fourth inning and one out, Tommy Pham hit one to right center. It bounced off the wall, but Talkman, who is playing center, he misses the cutoff man, and Pham's able to reach third base. You, you can't do that on that right there. No. Um, Christian Walker then hit a ground rule double to left center. I think PCA makes the play, but now the Cubs are down one nothing. Hendricks got Alex Thomas to pop out to second, but then Lourdes Gurriel hit one to center that scores Walker. Cubs are down 2 nothing. So w when you think about that inning, I thought that there was two plays that, that, that Guriel hit and the other one that I thought that PCA would have gotten. And you also had the missed cutoff, man. But, you know, you're down 2 nothing to Zach Davies. Uh, the Cubs did fight back in the fifth. Jan goes doubled, magical single, then half walk. So the Cubs loaded the bases, no outs. And Zach Davies' night was over. And in came Luis Frias. He walked Nico with the bases loaded. The Cubs are down 2-1, no outs, but we saw this a couple times this weekend. Chris Morrell hits into a double play with the bases loaded, no outs. A run would score to tie the game, but now the Cubs had two outs. Luckily, Cody Bellinger was up next. He singles, and the Cubs pull ahead 3-2. to two. You knew, that, Dustin, we talked about that. That lead's not going to hold. Um, in the bottom of the six, Arizona got three straight singles uh, off of Hendricks. His night was over. He went 5.1 innings, gave up three runs on seven hits, three Ks, one walk. It was a typical Hendricks start. Now you have both teams in their pen, and neither team would score until the game got into extras, and that's when things got really crazy. Uh, in the top of the 10th, and Nico on second, Morrell would reach on an infield singer, single. With Cody Bellinger up, Nico and Morrell execute a double steal. The throw gets past the third baseman, and the Cubs take a 4-3 to three lead. Now, Cody was then he hit by a pitch, but the ball hits the knob of the bat. Cody drops it, and his hands hurt, and the ball goes straight to the pitcher, and he's called out. The Cubs challenge the out. They say Bellinger was hit by pitch. They reviewed it, and they said, nope, no good. And, and, and you could see how mad Bellinger was because he's pointing at his hand, and right. Ross had to come out to make sure he's not tossed. But I mean, what are the odds, Dustin? And this is the the, the snake bit in in the desert type uh, a thing. A lot there. of bad, a lot of bad breaks in this series. A lot of things did not go your way. That doesn't excuse the lack of hitting, but there were a lot of bounces that did not go the Cubs' way. Like, how often have you seen a ball literally hit off the knob of the bat and go straight to the pitcher? I mean, right. you know, so Dans Dansby, you know, then hits one to the pitcher. Morell's caught off uh, off the base because it's on a contact play. And so luckily, Morrell was smart enough to get into a rundown to allow Swanson to get to second. The D-backs walked Suzuki to face PCA, who walked to load the bases. But Jan Gomes ground out, and the Cubs were only able to get one run when they had runners at second and third and no outs. 
that would come on to haunt them. Marcus, oh. Marcus Stroman, they decided to roll him out for a second game in a row after. I didn't understand. Him. I didn't understand that either. I I, I know you're going to maybe need him as right. we're going to keep going through this, but like he's your now. So he's your new closer. That's what that said to me. That said, we need to win this game. We're leading by a run. They're up, right? They're leading. They're leading. Save opportunity. And they bring in Marcus Stroman when he just got back on back-to-back nights. Yeah, that that was one of many you know, like, head-scratching decisions. Huh? huh? I mean, that one, I, you got to explain that one to me. I, I can't, and I can't even even worse when we get to Sunday when we talk about that. But Perdomo's going to start the inning at second. The first battery face, Corbin Carroll, he's going to single, and the game's tied at four. Stroman gets the next three batters out, and the game moves to the 11th. Jan Gomes starts the inning at second with one out. Ian Happ would single and put runners at the corners. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Nico would single, and the Cubs retook the lead 5-4. to four. Unfortunately, Morrell grounded out and Bellinger grounded out, and the Cubs once again could not get any insurance runs. David Ross decided to pull Stroman from the game and went with Drew Smiley to try and close this out. And, and that, that's the thing, Dustin, that I didn't get. It is like, okay, like if you, you got Stroman in, and all of a sudden, you know, he gives up that leadoff single. But, you know, then all of a sudden he's cruising. I would have yeah, I, would I don't have know if rolling. it's the – yeah, I mean, he knows how to get up and down, obviously, as a starting pitcher, right? He knows how right. to come in at the end of an inning, take a breather, get back up and go back out there. I, I, I mean, it, it, if you went to him, you should have stayed with him, I think. Agreed. I, I don't think he should have been out there in the first place. I think maybe Drew Smiley should have been the first option. But – then since you went to him, I don't understand why you went away from him. Exactly. But I'm sure there's a lefty righty thing and a book and a metric and blah, blah, blah. No idea. But pinch running Jake McCarthy started on second. Alec Thomas hit a sack bunt to move the runner to third. And then the game was tied on a Lourdes Gurriel single. Smiley got Emmanuel Rivera to ground into a double play. So the game moves on. That Gurriel the- name is uh, being said quite a bit so far. In this oh, it never stops in this series. Into the 12th, Bellinger started at second. Uh, Dansby Stronson struck out sing- swinging. Saya was intentionally walked, and with runners at first and second and PCA up, Ross decided to pinch hit for PCA with Miguel Amaya. He grounds into a force out, and Jan Gomes flied out. The inning's over. Ross decides to leave Smiley in the 12th. He <laughs> walks the first battery faces, but Gerardo uh, Perdoma bunted, and Jan Gomes caught it in foul territory for the first out. Uh, Corbin Carroll singled to load the bases, but Marte struck out and Fam grounded out. So the game moves into the 13th. Like I said, just don't bunt. Uh, with Gomes starting on second, Wisdom singled to put runners at the corners, but Ian Happ grounded into a double play. Gomes scored. Cubs lead 6-5, to five, but again, Dustin, an opportunity to add on more runs, and they couldn't do it. You get to the bottom of the 13th, Tommy Fam on second. Smiley still on the mound. Jake McCarthy out on a sack bunt, but Fam gets to third. Hayden Wisniewski comes in to pitch for the Cubs. He walks the first battery faced Evan Longoria, who has to be collecting social security at this point. You would think. Then Jordan Lawler pops out for the second out. 
And in a play, Dustin, that will join many other in Cubs infamy, I'm thinking about the Don Young drop fly balls in New York in 1969, the Leon Durham Gatorade glove in 84, the Alex Gonzalez error in the 8th in 2003. This is going to be one that's going to stay in a lot of Cub fans' heads. Emmanuel Rivera, with two outs, hits a ball that hit off the body of Hayden Wesniski and it caromed towards Dansby Swanson. And I don't know if he didn't see it. I didn't know if there was English on it, but it lands right in front of him. If he catches it, then, then the game's over, Cubs win. Instead, everyone's safe and the Cubs tied. What do you think happened there? I have no idea. I, I would love to know that it was it was late, right? It's late at home. That was like the longest game of the year. And I don't know if he was asked about it afterwards. I saw nothing about it. No idea. I mean, it just was, it just was a bizarre, like, like it was right there. It looked like, like I said, unless he lost it in the lights, uh, maybe he didn't just the way that it, you know, caromed off uh, Wisniewski's body. I don't know, but the next batter, Gabriel Moreno singles to right, say throws at home, but the throw was slightly towards the first base side and Longoria. We talked about good slides. He barely got in there and he made a good slide and, and, and he just beat the tag and the Diamondbacks would win the game. Now the Cubs had leads in the 5th, 10th, 11th, and 13th innings and could not win the game. And yeah, it's easy to blame the pen, but with the runner on second rule, you need to score more than one run to win the game. It's, it's, yep. it's not that difficult to get one run. And just the offense failed them again. The team was 6 for 19 with runners in scoring position. But three of those runs came in extra inning when they were given a free runner at second. They left a whopping 16 men on base, and the heart of the order killed the Cubs. Morrell went two for seven. Bellinger went one for five, and Swanson went 0 for six. Uh, Can I ask another question? Where's Julian Merriweather? I I, I don't know. know. So is he the next guy that's suffering from, you know, right forearm tightness and is going to be headed to the eye? I mean, where's, where's Merriweather? I mean, he did, so he didn't pitch Friday. And that's the thing that blew, that blew my mind is that, like, you had the day off Thursday. Nobody, you know, they only used two pitchers on Friday in Steele and Stroman. And so you should have – everyone should have been on deck on that one. Why, I don't well, know why was it, And Merriweather should have been the first guy up on Saturday night, in my opinion, unless well, something's cool. going on. Well, what about Brad Boxberger as well? Sure. You know, I mean sure. – I'm just saying, if you're that, talking about a closer, right? Right. Merriweather could be – he's got closer-type stuff. He's been in I, high leverage situations. I just really, I have rather go to, somebody's got to explain that to me. You'd rather go to Marcus Stroman than go to Julian Merriweather, who doesn't even end up in the game on Saturday. And then Drew Smiley. Right. You know, you had okay. another opportunity to win it when, when, you know, they came back and you decided Smiley was the guy that you were sticking with. So I have no clue. Yeah, very, very disappointing. So that moves us into uh, Sunday, and I hate Sunday night baseball. I don't know what I dislike more, Sunday night baseball or Sunday night football. But in this case, I dislike Sunday night baseball more because of what would happen with Jordan Wicks on Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night baseball, not only that, you're playing in Arizona, which I hate, so I, I doubly hated all of this The situation. broadcast is so bad. Oh. The announcers are just <laughs> awful. Yeah, if you you should be listening to Pat and Ron in general, but especially on a Sunday night baseball call, those Ooh. just awful, just awful. But uh, you know, I thought the first inning was a good representation of the entire series. Ian Happ started the game off with a leadoff double, but the Cubs left him stranded at third. And then in the in the Arizona bottom of the first, Wicks walks the first batter he faces. Carroll singles. Fam reaches on a fielder's choice. 
Christian Walker hit a ball that just got over Nico's glove, but Talkman picked it up and threw out uh, Carroll at third. But Marte scores. The Cubs were down one nothing. Lourdes Guriel doubled the score. Fam, they're down two nothing. And Emmanuel Rivera hit a sack fly, and the Cubs were down three nothing. So that was just like I said, just a good representation of the entire series. Cubs have runners on; they can't do anything. Arizona gets runners on, and then they they push them all in. I mean, that's just what it was. And uh, you know, Dansby started uh, doubled to start the second and scored on a Mike Talkman single to make it three to one. The third inning to me was the dagger. Ian Happ singled, Horner walked, and then Morell walked to load the bases with no outs, and Cody Bellinger up. He grounds into a double play. A run scores to make it 3-2, but then Swanson flies out to end the threat. But, I mean, you know, you just couldn't get the big inning. You know you I mean? Bases loaded, no outs, and you get only a run. I mean, come on, you know? No time. Then, Absolutely zero time we hit. Nope. And then Wicks didn't pitch bad, but he was only able to go 4.1 innings, gave up three runs on four hits, five Ks, four walks. But it was his worst start um, since we've seen him in, in, in the four starts he's had. Jose Cuas came into relief. Wicks, he gets the out in the fifth, but in the sixth inning, he gave out a one-out single and then Kettle Marte homer to make it 5-2. to two. And the way the Cubs were playing. It, you knew it at that point like it was only, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Great point. It felt like it was 10-2. to two. Right. Arizona used a ton of pitchers on Saturday nights. And when they pulled Ryan Nelson in the fourth, you're like, okay, you know, you, there's and their opportunity. bullpen is no great shakes in general. Like that's the Achilles of this team, supposedly the bullpen. Right. And so you're thinking, yes, we knocked out Ryan Nelson. Let, let's go ahead and get there. But you know, just couldn't do anything. Frias, Castro, Thomas, and Jarvis pitched 5.2 innings, Dustin. They only gave up five hits and no walks. The Cubs often scored two runs on seven hits, one for eight with runners in scoring position. And they left six on base. They would lose this one six to two. They would get swept by the Diamondbacks, losing six of seven all in a week span. And David Ross was asked after the game, hey, you know, what happened? We weren't very good. Yeah, they were better than we were. Uh, all aspects of the game. They played better defense. They pitched better. Uh, they had time they were hitting. They ran the bases better. They just got beat all the way around. Bad road trip. Uh, try to watch it with the off day tomorrow and get back at it on uh, so that was it. They, they hit better than you. They pitched better than you. They ran the bases better than you. They did everything every, you know, I'm just trying to figure out here, Dustin, you know, they, they talked about it on the broadcast about how they had Dustin Pedroia come into the locker room to talk to those guys. You know, what, what is, what is Ross? I don't know what they're doing. All I can tell you is after the Cubs swept the giants in the beginning of September, they were up four games in the second wildcard spot before Arizona came to Wrigley. Then they lost three out of four to the Snakes. They went on this road trip going one and three against Colorado, or one and two against Colorado, 0 and three in Arizona without having to face their two best pitchers. And now they find themselves out of a wild card spot all in a span of 10 games, Dustin. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, this just is like the, that. These were playoff. This is playoff baseball. And last time they got into the playoffs under David Ross, they looked exactly like they looked over this little span. Yeah. The Cubs have had plenty of September swoons in the past. Uh, 69, 2001, 2004, 2018, 2019, just to name a few. Uh, and if this team doesn't turn That's it around more than quickly, a few. <laughs> if they don't turn it around quickly, this team will join that list. But would you agree with this, Crowley? Would you agree with this? Do you want to play glass half full and say, at the end of May, if I had made you a bet that the Cubs were going to be playing baseball games that mattered, with two weeks left to go in the regular season. And I mean mattered like because they could make the postseason, not like they mattered because we love the Cubs. What would you have said? 
I'd be absolutely thrilled with it. And, and again, no matter what happens, however this season plays out with it, I've had, you know, if you remember last season, Dustin, when we were doing this show, it was, well, every prediction was let's try not to get swept. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Please don't get swept. Uh, cash egg, Don't get swept. Yeah. It, it was, it was not that much fun to kind of sit around through all of that. This has been a blast, but let me just put it this way is that, you know, expectations change and, 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 you know, I, when they played and we saw what they were capable of, your expectations shifted, I think. And so, you know, to, 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 you know, get this close and fall apart so close to the end and it's not over, but I'm just concerned, Dustin, because they had an off day after facing Colorado. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, well maybe, you know, okay, get a little rest. That was a long stretch. Uh, but they still look tired and listless to me. I don't know what you, what you saw there, but I, I it just, yeah, they look like they're out of gas. Bellinger looks like he's totally spent. Dansby Swanson looks like he could use a day off and you know how stubborn he is. He's not going to take one. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, hopefully this day, this day of rest works out great. And they get after tomorrow night. I mean, you know, we're going to preview that series in a second, but they need to sweep the pirates. Yeah. You're, you're, you're at the point right now where, where the schedule doesn't favor you anymore. You don't, that you don't control your own fate. You need help, but, but there, there's no more time for, you know, the David Ross flush this one, flush that one. There's, there's no more games you can afford to flush. And so they bet they better they better come prepared for Wrigley. They better come ready to play. Otherwise, um, you know it, it's it's just going to be a real tough, bitter pill to swallow.